welcome everyone to Films with the Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and this is our second bonus episode and the first interview we've done on our show, and I'm very pleased to have our first guest on. She is an actress and a director. Uh, please welcome Christine Salazi. Hey guys, how's it going? Good to have you on. I really hope I got that name right. I know we just talked about it, but I don't <laughs> I've said before. No, you were perfect. <laughs> I've said before I, I am known to butcher names, but uh, thankfully, all right. Well, we're starting off strong here. Uh, Christine uh, reached out to me uh, on Instagram, as I say to all our listeners, if you're ever interested in reaching out to the show, it's Brennan underscore Podhost on Instagram. Uh, and she is uh, an actress and director. I believe you're living in L.A. right now, Correct. Correct. And uh, I guess starting off with some of your background, where you're from, and how you first got into acting and wanted to, you know, act and direct. Uh, sure. So I started acting in 2014. I was living in Boston at the time. And uh, it was something that I always wanted to do, but I would get into it and then I would back out and then I'd get into it and back out. And in 2014, I finally made the decision that this was what I wanted to do. This was the career path that I wanted to follow. Um, so I started acting and just immediately started networking, meeting a lot of really great people. One of my good friends, Enku, she ended up introducing me to Strayon Acting Studios. They're an acting studio based out of Montreal, but they would have weekly intensives in Boston. And so I started training with them. I trained with them for about two and a half years um, while working in the industry on multiple short films, industrials, commercials, uh, music videos, mm-hmm. you name it, I did it. And... Uh, <laughs> To an extent, there's there are certain things I wouldn't do. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to. Like, sure, we, we're not we're not suggesting that at all. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then uh, in 2016 or no 2015, I met my boyfriend Alex, and he was moving out to California to pursue acting, and I was like, "Hey, that sounds awesome. I'm gonna come with you." So uh, two months after dating, we moved in together, and then we moved across the country, and I've been out here since 20 2017-ish because uh, okay. we did we did a road trip for a while. And I've been acting and finally started segueing into producing, directing, writing. Is that something you've always wanted to do, uh, step into is kind of behind the camera work or is it, is it always, is that a relatively new goal in mind? So, I mean, I'm a, a very analytical business oriented person. And so I love acting. I love the creative side of it. But at the same time, um, I come from a very business driven kind of background. So I was like, okay, I need to be able to actually utilize the skills that I also have that I've developed over the years. Um, and I know that if I apply it to behind the camera, I'll be able to have success. And so that's kind of what I started doing. That's yeah, no, I, that makes sense. And um, I guess so. since you've been out in L.A., you've worked on a couple of different films here. I have them up in front of me. Uh, it looks like uh, Brute Sanity and District C11 are kind of the first couple that show up. Um, talk a little bit about the, being in those and some of, I guess, your favorite roles since moving out to L.A. So Brute Sanity and District C11 were actually shot in Boston, but they didn't oh, okay. until after. So District C11 I worked on as um, the wardrobe person. I have a fashion design background. <laughs> and uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brute Sanity was uh, something that I had had a supporting role in, and it finally came out, and I, I have heard good things about it. Do you know where anyone can watch either of those two? Uh, I was looking on some of the major streaming platforms. I, I know there's you know different uh, release platforms for everything. Uh, don't quote me, but I feel like they're both available on Amazon. I'm not sure though. 
Okay, I'll have to look on Prime to see if I can find. It. I, I I have uh, the Prime subscription. I was looking around, but I, I didn't. Uh, admittedly, I, I didn't look very hard. So uh, sure. I'll, have to, <laughs> I'll have to double check up on those. Um, but I guess what what are some of the other? Um, you, it looks like you've worked on a lot of different shorts. What are some of like your favorite projects? And not not just acting necessarily, but just your you know productions to be a part of. There's this one production company that I love working with. The guys that are in this production company, I'm really good friends with. It's called Nobody's Empire. And they're just doing so many brilliant things. Um, so I worked with them on two shorts so far. One was called Storage. The other one was called Cthulhu. We wrapped um, production on Cthulhu in January. And then in September, we're filming a new film. And I think the working title is Imaginary Friend. Oh, okay. Can you yeah. give us any, any details about, about that one? Um, I'm not sure how much I can say just yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, understandable. <laughs> it's a role I'm very much looking forward to. And uh, I know you actually, so we talked a little about how, you know, you've not just act, but also do work behind the camera. You uh, wrote and directed and starred in your own short, uh, Her, Him, Them. Uh, I wanted to, if you could talk about, you know, what, you know, how you came up with that idea. That's kind of what it's about and, uh, you know, the process of, of making it. Sure. So Her, Him, Them, um, was my first short film that I ever directed and the first short film that I ever wrote and created myself. Um, so I had had writing and producing experience from a different series I had worked on in Boston called Bench. That hasn't come out yet, but it will be coming out. Um, and basically Her, Him, Them started off as my friend Jose and I who produced it and also acted in it. Mm -hmm. um, we were like, we need some material for our acting roles or acting reels. And so he was like, do you want to write something up and then we can film it? And I was like, sure. And <laughs> I did that, but it ended up becoming this really, really cool experience where everything just flowed together. I mean, the way that the location worked out, um, the way that it actually worked out on the day. I mean, we shot an almost seven minute film in three or four hours. Oh, wow. And that's really quick. That's that's impressive. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, we put so much work into the pre-production aspect of it. We treated it like it was a real film. The people that we brought on the crew, they're all amazing. And everybody just meshed and worked so well together. And it was the smoothest sailing project that I've worked on. And so... Wow. Um, <laughs> First film out, just nailing it already. <laughs> I know. I was like, is this how filmmaking goes? But, you know, I'm experienced enough to know that's not the case. But. <laughs> so it's, a, it's always this easy, right? We can make a movie a day. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> uh, wow, that's that's pretty cool. So, uh, how uh, how was the crew on that? Uh, like assembling that and getting that all together. Were you uh, you know kind of producer behind it as well? You and uh, your your co star there. Um, so I stuck to the directing side of it, and he stuck to the producing side of it. So he brought on all of the crew. Um, mm -hmm. There were people that he had worked with, and everybody worked on a volunteer basis because I you know that's how films start out, right. and. Uh, and I focused more on the shot list and production design of it, and uh, it just it just had a great flow because we both focused on what we needed to do individually, and we worked really well together. And uh, so, I I mean, can you describe the the I guess the quick synopsis of the plot for those who have who haven't heard of it before? Sure. Um, so it takes place in one scene, essentially, and it just talks about the balance of relationships and the ways in which if you're not communicating properly, how that can affect your relationship with your significant other. 
Is this the first? I know this is the first piece you've written and direct. Have you written other pieces? I mean, I know you've had the the writing role on the other series, but you know, written your own standalone pieces before. Is this is this your first one of those, or do you have other other ideas that you've written that you're looking forward to creating? So I have uh, quite a few projects in the works right now. Um, I, I assume I... as much. <laughs> <laughs> I That's can't what it sit still. Like. <laughs> um, so I have a short called For Norivia, and that is currently making its rounds as a script in the film festival circuit. Oh, very um, cool. That's about a, a young girl who creates his fantasy world, and basically she tries to escape from reality and her problems at home. But the way that I'm going to be shooting it i want this to be my first actual like film where it's not just something that we shot for our reels um so i won't be starring in this but it, it basically views it from the point of we always see this fantastical world that these kids escape to mm-hmm. but this is more about what it looks like from the outside mm, it's okay. not inside of her imagination it's outside of herself and we see, uh, we see like the outside. What she's imagining inside, but we see kind of like the the, re- the reality of it all. Exactly, and so it's a sadder take on on the fantastical idea of children escaping into worlds. It's, it's the reality of it. It's something that's sad and heartfelt, and um, I, I feel like there are a lot of people who can relate to this character, and a lot of people who who will be able to have a nostalgic feel for it. Yeah, no, um, I, that's definitely a, a different take. We usually see, like, I th- as soon as you said that, I think of, like, a Pan's Labyrinth, where, like, everything's, like, completely um, fantasy world and, like, kind of balancing between the two, and the real world is quite sad in comparison, but, no, it's, uh, yeah. I, I like the, the idea there, and uh, I know since you directed this script that you wrote, uh, Her, Him, Them, are you interested in directing other people's work, or is it mostly kind of your own projects that you collaborate with, you know, the people you, you know? Oh, no. I mean, I'm definitely open to directing other people's work. Um, I'm excited to finally get to a point where I can. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I, I've gotten to a point as a writer where people are now coming to me and asking me to write for them and write specific stories that they have, which is oh, exciting. That's, that's pretty cool right there. <laughs> yeah. And so I can't wait for the same to be happening with directing. And uh, you talked a little bit about some of your future projects. What other uh, works do you have as a as an actor as well coming coming down the pike? Um, I have a short film that I'm working on this month, and that's about um, it, it's like a, a realistic take on on therapy. And mm. so the transcripts that they're utilizing are actual transcripts from therapy sessions. And oh, okay. I'm, yeah, I'll be playing the therapist. Which I feel like is fitting. Oh, that'll be a, that's a good one. That's, yeah. that's a role. That's the role you want, I think. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> uh, what are the, any other uh, any other ones coming up? Um, so I have another short that is currently making its rounds in the festival circuit. I will be producing that and acting in it. We are looking to get that off the ground and running by the end of this year. Um, it's a short film that takes place in the desert. And it's a darker film with grittier characters, a lot of characters that aren't necessarily likable, but you don't like them because they remind you of yourself. (laughs) Uh, That that, that sounds like a real uplifting crowd pleaser right there. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it is not. (laughs) 
Uh, no, that uh, all that sounds uh, really good coming up. And I know a lot of our listeners uh, are people who are interested in film in general, and they're also probably people who are trying to look to break in themselves. Uh, and I, if you could talk a little bit about some of the challenges you had, especially early on, you know, living in Boston and the scene there is obviously much smaller than it is where you are now. And what were some of the main challenges into you know, first breaking through a little bit? So, I mean, I, I think in the beginning, it, it's imperative that, you take it as seriously as possible if this is something that you want to do full-time. It's not something that you do here and there. It's not a hobby. It's something that you have passion for, and there is a lot of grit and hard work that goes into acting. Um, When I first started out, I was lucky to be in the Boston scene because the thing about the Boston scene is because it's such a small pool, Mm -hmm. um, people are so willing to help you, you know, people are willing to guide you in the right direction. People are willing to tell you about a lot of things that are going on. And so you start out in this small market where it's actually a little bit easier. You're, you're breaking into an industry that isn't trying to chew you up and spit you out. It's, it's, you know, at that point, more passionate, um, than when you're doing it full time in LA. Mm -hmm. And so, What I would recommend to anybody who is thinking of moving to L.A. is prior to doing that, try to build up your your reel and your resume as much as possible where you are, whether that's making your own stuff or just getting together with friends. Um, You know, just try to meet as many people as possible in your market, because what's going to happen is there are going to be people from your market who move out here and you're going to know them out here. And that definitely helps with your career. Um, was, was that a big part of when you moved out? Because that's I think that's probably a big transition people are afraid of if they're doing, you know, their, their local cities, you know, the, like plays or or working with, you know, their college kids or whatever it may be. Making the big step to go out, you know, where where it all happens is, is the, the scary bit. What was like a, you know, was knowing people already out there the most helpful bridge or what were some of the things that really helped you bridge from from going from Boston to, to L.A.? Um, I had about a few years before getting into acting where I just, <laughs> I just wanted to like, I was kind of an adrenaline junkie. So I just wanted to like put myself into situations where I was really uncomfortable just because I knew I could get growth from that. You picked, and the, so, you picked a good career for that, I think. <laughs> no, totally. Exactly. <laughs> and so like during that time, I was like skydiving and like, uh, doing all this crazy stuff and ziplining and and doing whatever I could to just like feel alive. And so when I finally did get into the, the film industry, it was almost like a a lateral move where now I was just experiencing like these highs from going out and auditioning (laughs) and meeting new people. Yeah. (laughs) So when I got out here, I was like, okay, let me hit up Craigslist and just find the creepiest stuff and go there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which probably wasn't smart, but it was also like I as met a, so many as, people. <laughs> I say it worked out. It sounds like it worked out okay for you. Is that something you would recommend to everyone? Because I would not. <laughs> I would not. Um, just because I wouldn't want them to be like, well, I heard this podcast where this girl said this, but I ended up like, you know, <laughs> no, a, no. Ended up in the wrong end of the industry. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. exactly. Did you, uh, so, uh, yeah, you moved, like, a lot of the jobs out there, it sounds like, after that were, um, did you start to kind of like, oh, I know this person, this person's got another thing coming up, why don't you come onto this? Does it kind of start to snowball, or is it still pretty, like, um, like, you're, you're all, like, how often, I guess, are you going to the brand new people who, you know, haven't worked with you before kind of thing? Is it, is it hard to transition between, I guess, groups of people? 
Um, I've always been kind of a floater. So for me, no. Um, but I do know a lot of people who have difficulty getting out of the groups that they're in. And I, I think the thing that people need to remember is it's great to find your group and to find your tribe of people that you work well with, but you can only grow to the amount of the people that you're surrounded by. And, you know, it, it creates this almost closed off bubble. And so what you don't want to do is create this bubble for yourself where you're not getting outside of it and you're not meeting new people and you're not expanding your mind and you're not having new conversations. You like that's what keeps your creativity flowing. You you want to be experiencing new things and experiencing new people frequently. Yeah, that's I mean, that definitely sounds like, you know, in, in any business and especially in the one you're in, you have to continue to be, you know, fluid, as you said, and you know move move around uh, between people to, you know keep things going i guess but uh uh you know just a, like a quick personal one kind of backing up from everything do you have a favorite movie yourself oh man i have a couple i do um i uh, love moon <laughs> i love moonrise kingdom by wes anderson that's my um, fourth favorite movie of all time i love that yes, movie it is so, so good. It's, it's my favorite wes anderson movie and it's yeah it's literally my solid top five all right all right good good first pick already (laughs) yes i just love the way that he like explains that kids are so much more intelligent than adults and they know so much more and they feel so much more and and adults in his films are always so messed up and you're just like yes (laughs) that is real life (laughs) the two leads the two kids are probably some of his most like truly likable characters because there's always the adults are so dour and and uh (laughs) beaten down and yeah no that's uh good all right great first pick i love it (laughs) yes i love that so much um and then i loved the movie captain fantastic i thought that was wonderful oh the Um, one with um oh what's his name vigo mortensen vigo mortensen that's the guy yeah. yeah yeah that's such a good movie um it's so quirky but i would have to say that my favorite film of all time is little miss sunshine Oh, good pick! Another one. All right, <laughs> and uh, is, is that are those? I mean, those are kind of in a general like, like a whimsical dramedy kind of uh, yes. realm. Is that is that is that your bread and butter for your own personal tastes? I mean, I I love dark comedy. That's kind of my forte in regards to writing and directing and everything. But mm-hmm. when it comes to myself and what I'm watching, I prefer whimsical dramedies for sure (laughs) and you said uh, dark comedies tends to be the roles you're getting is there other i mean it sounds like you're pretty open do you have a certain direction if you you know if you had a magic wand what kind of path you would carve out for yourself oh man i would with the magic wand of course (laughs) with the magic wand oh man you are opening up so many doors uh (laughs) you have to go anywhere you want in the industry (laughs) I mean, ultimately, my goal is to be able to be an actress with a, a long-standing career in Hollywood uh, and television and film, and to be able to have the opportunities to direct and write, and to have, like, I'm not a rom-com kind of gr- girl, I'm not a um, perky, bubbly kind of girl, like, despite my personality, um, mm-hmm. I'm more of the quirky, weird, darker, grittier roles, like, those are kind of my forte, the darker side of things, I like that. Or like just the reality of, of life. Uh, roles that put you into a position where you're like, dang, this could really happen and it would <laughs> really suck. <laughs> 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 How do I do this? <laughs> um, that definitely sounds, yeah, so far. Of, of, of the roles you've described so far, it sounds, yeah, that's that seems to be the uh, your forte there. Um, 
Well, I, I wanted to thank you again for having you on. And if there's any way that if, you know, listeners, fans wanted to reach out to you, if there's a place to do that or, you know, send their questions, maybe even, you know, see if you're interested in, in uh, you know, working with them. Uh, do you have any contact information? Yeah. Comfortable with sharing. <laughs> of course. They can reach me on Instagram at Christine Salazi or uh, through my website, ChristineSalazi.com. That's awesome. Did you have any other closing thoughts before we wrap up the show? It was really nice to have you on. It was so nice to be on the show, Brennan. Thank you so much. Um, I've really enjoyed our time speaking together, and I look forward to hearing more from your podcast for sure. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll have you back on one of these days. We always are looking for our guest hosts. So uh, listeners, if you liked hearing Christine, maybe maybe you'll hear her again one day. <laughs> yes, yes. I would love that. All right. Thanks again, Christine. Thank you. Enjoy your night. And until next week, everyone, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod check out our website filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com that's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com original music for the show was created by ian burke original artwork created by nicole telesio this show is produced by brandon snyder thank you again for listening